Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. I'm Nyla Boodoo. We're here on a Saturday with another episode of our Hard Truth series, a year-long project examining systemic racism in the U.S. Today, we're looking at sports and lacrosse. The game was actually invented and played by Native Americans as far back as the 12th century. The Iroquois people called it a medicine game. It was spiritual, which isn't the predominant image of lacrosse today. People view the game as this rich, white, preppy sport that if you play, you belong to this club. You have these privileges, not so much the individual, but just how we're viewing the game and who's participated in the game over the past decade or so, even longer. That's Lyle Thompson. You might not think of lacrosse players as huge sports stars, but if there's one, it's Lyle. The Native American star plays for the Iroquois Nationals. He holds several NCAA records, was just signed to the Lacrosse Premier League. He even has a Nike sponsorship. At the age of 28, Lyle is considered one of the best players in the world. And the Iroquois Nationals are one of the best teams in the world. But despite all of this, he and his Iroquois teammates have been blocked from some of the sport's biggest global tournaments. That's why he's fighting to get lacrosse and his team recognized at the 2028 Olympics. A lot of people don't even know that this is a Native American game. There are still places I go and people sign up for my events. They know who I am, but they don't know the game, where the game has come from. The game of lacrosse is really ingrained into our culture. And everything I've learned as far as my cultural values and our traditions within the longhouse and the things my father and my mother tried to instill in us came from the game of lacrosse, my experience with the game. Lyle thinks of himself, first and foremost, as a member of the Onondaga Nation. Just south of Syracuse, New York, it's one of the six nations of the Iroquois people, who are also known as the Haudenosaunee. This is the region where Native Americans first played lacrosse a thousand years ago. I was born with a stick in my hands. My father played the game. My grandfather played the game. My grandfather's grandfather played the game. In the Iroquois tradition, elders place miniature lacrosse sticks in a newborn's crib. To Lyle, that stick represents everything around him. My father always taught us where it came from. It came from a living tree. The leathers came from an animal, a deer hide. The cat gut came from a deer hide. My wood came from a, a hickory tree. From age 6 to 12, I used the same stick. It was a traditional wooden stick. I cried the day it broke. I was playing catch with my father. I slept with that stick for years. I had such a personal relationship with the stick itself that I knew it had spirit. The first story Lyle ever heard about lacrosse is the story that's told across the six nations of the Haudenosaunee territory. There's a common story about the game being played between the land animals and the sky animals. Throughout the story, it goes on to talk about each animal's strength and then the bat comes in, who's an underrated, overlooked player. Nobody wants to bat on their team because he's blind and they're playing the game during the day. He's small. There's sort of all these judgments. And the moral of the story is that you never judge anybody. You never judge a book by its cover, but also that you have your strength to the game. You might be big and strong and have good hands, be a finisher. You might be fast. You might be a good goaltender. And I really took that personal when I was a kid. I just wanted to be the eagle. I wanted to be someone who could overlook everything and could fly the highest and could be a distributor and be the captain. 
lacrosse is so much a part of Thompson and his culture that he doesn't consider it a sport. This is a medicine game for us. We don't view it as a sport. We view it as a game and a way of life. It is a form of a medicine that comes in the form of energy. After a quick break, why lacrosse changed and why Native Americans like Lyle are fighting to have that heritage recognized in the Olympics. Welcome back to Axios Today. We've been talking about the Native American roots of lacrosse and its significance to the Iroquois nations. Players like Lyle Thompson and his three brothers, who also play lacrosse, are trying to remind people of this history. But how was the game co-opted in the first place? And when did it start to become a sport played mostly by rich white college kids? It turned out geographies played a big part. Here's Lyle again. We reside across New York, up into southern Ontario, and where was the first place that um, European settlers start to settle and colonize? It's right here, right in this northern region. Even the name, lacrosse, is French for stick. That's what the early French missionaries called it when they picked up the game in the 1630s. By the 19th century, Canada had made lacrosse its national sport. The first college lacrosse game was in 1877 between New York University and Manhattan College. You see it a lot in Boston, in New York, in Long Island, right down to Maryland. And those continue to be a lot of the hotbeds till this day. Lacrosse has always been sort of in that Ivy League area. The physicality of the game also brought a different aspect of physicality and equipment and protection. And it became this really expensive sport similar to hockey. That's where it started to make that gap even bigger. It's one thing to have your spiritual game taken from you, but it's another when the organized sport tries to remove you from it entirely. Even though they're among the top-ranked teams in the world, the Iroquois Nationals have been continuously blocked from playing internationally. I've been lucky to, to play on the world stage for the Iroquois Nationals and represent who I identify with, which is being Indigenous, being Native American. I, I don't have a Canadian passport, an American passport. I don't identify with being that. I identify with being Native American, and I'm proud of that. The team travels with Haudenosaunee passports, which many countries don't recognize. This has kept them out of tournaments before. As the sports leaders try to bring lacrosse back to the Olympics in 2028, the Iroquois Nationals are fighting to be recognized by the world on their own terms. But just this past summer, Lyle and his team got news they didn't qualify for the World Games. That takes place every four years and showcases sports that aren't in the Olympics. It's supposed to be played in Alabama in 2022. When I got the news, just scrolling through social media, Twitter, I was shocked. I was shocked at first. And it didn't take long for me to be like, this happens to us all the time. Because at first, I thought it was a mistake on the end of World Lacrosse. I was quick to realize that it wasn't and realize that this happens to us more commonly than one might think. Eligibility for the World Games mirrors the criteria for the Olympics. Despite the fact the Iroquois are a sovereign entity, they aren't recognized by the Olympics. Every four years, we tend to go through this and have to jump these hurdles. We always have to jump more hurdles than any other, any other program that's at these world events. And we're getting really good at it. 
we're fighting for our sovereignty and the Iroquois Nationals has allowed us to fight for our sovereignty, to allow us to identify with being Native. The announcement that their team wouldn't be in the World Games led to an uproar among other teams, players, and countries. Eventually, the Irish team dropped out with the expectation the Iroquois could take their slot. I don't like to look at the game as our game. It's not our game. It's our gift to the world. That's how I like to view it, is we were given this game to give to the world. And that moment when everyone came together, it helped me realize that. The Iroquois Nationals fight isn't over. The World Games are in 2022, then come 2028 Olympics in L.A. The question of whether or not the sport will even be included in the Olympics is still unanswered. But if it does become a sport again, and the Iroquois are left out, that would exclude not just one of the top teams in the world, but the very nation that invented lacrosse in the first place. Axios Today is brought to you by Axios and Pushkin Industries. This episode was produced by Nuria Marquez-Martinez. Alex Sugiyara is our sound engineer. Special thanks to Axios executive editor Sarah K. Hilani-Gu, Hard Truths editor Michelle Salcedo, executive producer Dan Bobkoff, senior producer Justin Kaufman, and sports editor Kendall Baker. To read more about the series on sports and systemic racism, you can visit axios.com. And we always love to hear what you think. You can email us at podcasts at axios.com or find me on Twitter. My handle's Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we're back with the news on Monday.